Everybody, I'm Matt Castillo here with Chip Murphy in this episode of the Next State of Mind podcast. And right now, things ha- just haven't been good. Uh, the Knicks have lost seven out of their last eight games, four in a row. Um, hopefully, and we'll get into this a little later on in the episode today. Hopefully, they can stop the bleeding, so to speak, against the Rockets tonight. Um, but where we're going to go with this, Chip, is the struggles. And there's a lot of factors that go into it. Right now, we're missing a lot of guys because of the COVID protocol. It doesn't help when you have RJ out. Uh, you know, Grimes uh, only played one game, but had like, what, 25, 26 points in that. He's out. Kevin Knox is now out. He's been getting minutes um, and, and actually playing well with the minutes that he has gotten. With guys out with COVID, we're having to play him, and now he's out. So it's like, Left and right, you know, we've got guys with injuries. Uh, It's been a tough stretch of basketball for us. But also at the same time, Chip, even before these guys have, you know, had to enter the protocols, Knicks are still struggling. They are are struggling. Um, The last episode we did, we were talking about uh, Kimball Walker being out of the rotation, and now we have Alex Burks running the point guard. I was a little – I don't know how that's going to work. You know, I, I I was curious to see how it would work. I don't think it's working. I, I don't. I don't think he's the a point guard by any sense of the imagination, and it hasn't really improved the offense. Uh, the, the, it's just a mess right now, Chip. I, I mean, I don't really know what else to say other than that. It, it has been just a, a mess. Guys are not playing well. Um, if we were joking about – you know, before we, we recorded that, it kind of feels like an old-school Knicks State of Mind podcast where it's dark and gloomy, you know. And, and it's, you know, I, I'm not going to go say, like, oh, God, the season's over, trade everybody, which a lot of uh, Nick Twitter, Nick Facebook is, is going Nick's on Twitter right is, now. Oh. Yeah, it, it's exploding. It's, 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 it's real bad. That's not what I'm saying because I, I, I knew going into this year, like I said, I wanted to see right around Christmas to start really judging this team. We're getting closer to that point, obviously. Uh, And what I see is not good. Not thrilled about it at all. Nothing's really exciting about them at all. Um, There is just so much that can be talked about right now. And and Chip, you know, with this stretch of seven out of the last eight games being losses for us, uh, the one win came against the Spurs, which R.J. Barrett had a big night for us. And then had to enter the protocols. Uh, you know, Chip, what, what are your thoughts with this recent trend, the recent struggles of it behind the Knicks? Uh, scary. Yep. Very, very scary because they uh, kind of reaffirm all of my fears as a, a Knicks fan. Like that, and I think a lot of our fears, like the 2013-14 the fears, mm-hmm. like how real was last year. And it, it really, like the, the, we all knew Julius Randle would regress we knew we wouldn't shoot 40% on threes again. We knew right. we shoot an insane uh, – I think he shot 40% on pull-up threes last year, actually, too. We knew he wouldn't shoot that number again. Uh, he was – but 
what's really hurt him is last year he was one of the best mid-range players in the NBA. And this year he's been absolutely awful. Yeah. So that's what, you know, you're talking about all the guys we've met, have we missed RJ recently. It's just really what's killed us, obviously, is Randall just hasn't been that good so far. And obviously Fournier and Kemba were our key additions and Kemba isn't in the rotation. Right. Was literally unplayable, not in the rotation. And Fournier's just not making shots. He doesn't look like himself. I don't know what the fuck happened to Evan Fournier, but he doesn't look like the same guy. He looks different. And then you look at you look at the video of him against the Celtics in that opening game. And I don't know what happened between then right. and now to change him, but it's like, wow, someone someone said something, someone did something, he did something or said something. It's bizarre. Yeah. But he's I thought it would be a seamless fit. The 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 chemistry that he had with Vooch, which was so easy in Orlando. I thought he would just have that with Randall too. And Randall's not an easy guy to play with. Yeah. He's not. Vooch is an easy guy to play with because he doesn't dominate the ball like Randall does. And Randall dominates the ball. He's not an easy guy to play with. And obviously Fournier and Randall don't have that kind of chemistry and it's not worked at all because of that. And yeah, I think that the next step is another lineup change, which we're lucky that Tibbs changed the lineup once, much less twice. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? I, I, I mean, we're we're dangerous, dangerously trending towards lottery territory now. Yeah. At twelve and sixteen, twelfth in the East, and now we're coming up near a a, a bat. We're, we just went through a brutal stretch. Now we're coming up facing a an easier schedule, if you want to call it that. But uh, we're recording this on Thursday the 16th. We play the Celtics tonight. No, the Rockets tonight, sorry. And then uh, I guess depending on how you feel about the Celtics, whether or not you think that's an easy game in Boston. Right. But their record isn't great. But then uh, obviously the Pistons. So these are three winnable games coming up. And the Knicks need all three. They definitely need two out of three. Yeah. And afford yeah. to keep losing these three. Yeah. And, you know, putting the focus now on Fournier, I, I, coming out of the gate, he was great. And it was kind of like, do you guys see why we don't need Reggie Bullock? And now that he's struggling, now those the crowd that was upset about signing him is having a field day. With, with his struggles. And, and no, you can't hide from it. You can't run for it. He hasn't been good. He has not been good at all. No. is uh, struggling with this shot, as you mentioned, Chip. And one thing I don't like is that he just continues to settle for the three. Like, Farnia can, can create for himself off the dribble, and I don't, I don't see him doing it. I just I see him kind of like plan. trying to shoot himself out. Yeah, and it could be the game plan kind of spot around. But, I mean, sometimes I think he needs to just put it on the deck and go and try to get himself going, get the ball through the net. And then I, I think just think he's not falling. comfortable. He's not comfortable. Yeah. He doesn't look comfortable. And, and that's the thing, like, out of the gate, jumped off to a great start, and it was fun. You know, that opening night against the Celtics absolutely lit him up. He's had a few good games, you know, not anywhere near that, but has played well at times. I also am not 100% panicking about it because, I mean, it is a new team. It is a new system. And, yeah, he got off to a good start, 
but sometimes it still takes time. You talk about the chemistry of Randall and Farney. I think that's going to take time. Then that's why I said, let's wait to after Christmas around there to kind of see. We're getting closer to that. It's not looking very well. Uh, but I'm not like freaking out like, oh, my God, Farney is going to be a bust for us. I'm not at that. I, I know a lot of people are. Um, but the reality is this. We can't win or, or stay competitive if he doesn't start playing well. It's just there's no shot at it. If he does not get himself going consistently, we don't have a shot in hell to win. We need him. We need him to start stepping up, and whatever funk he's in, he's got to figure it the hell out and get, and get going. Is he the only one? No, it's not all, all of him. You know, a lot of people like to point out his numbers because he's playing big minutes and not really yeah. contributing. No, he's the, he's the guy that the all the fans on, on Nick's Twitter are blaming now. Right. Yeah. He's taking the Alfred Payton spot. He's, he's the guy everybody's blaming, for sure. Exactly. Everybody wants to bench him and put Quentin Grimes into the starting lineup, and then we're going to be good now. Right. And, and, it, and you know, I've made – maybe Grimes deserves a little bit more run just to see, but that's not saying you just don't play, you know, Farnia. He had one game, and it was a good game, yeah. But it, you can't make reactions. You can't, you know, make decisions based off of just one game. And I know Farnia has been through a, a stretch of, of bad games. But, yeah, the reality is for us to do well, he needs to play well. He absolutely needs to play well. But, you know, Julius Randle isn't looking to score the ball and isn't looking to shoot. And you mentioned that his, you know, 40% last year, we knew it wasn't going to be 40% from behind the arc, but it's down to like 31%. That's not, that's like, that's a massive drop off. Like if it was down 36, 37%. Okay. But it's that's no, where it's I no, thought it would be. That. That's where I it, thought it would yeah, be. It, it's just nowhere is near that. It's 31%. That's ter- and, and, and he's reluctant to shoot. You know, he's, he's been somebody that's looking to get his teammates involved and make the, the right pass, and he has done that. Guys are not knocking down shots at times. But he's not looking to shoot, and you can kind of almost see it that he's hesitant to pull the trigger. And it, it's – so I, I think all the blame that goes to, to Fournier, it, it's not just him. Yes, he needs to play better, but, you know, Randall needs to play better, you know, quickly needs to be a little bit more consistent out there. And then, you know, we – a couple of weeks ago, a couple of weeks back, we were talking about how great R.J. Barrett's been playing. Then R.J. started struggling a little bit. Now, R.J., like I said, has been sick, came back, then had COVID. It's kind of hard to stay in rhythm when, when you're kind of in and out uh, of the rotation playing-wise, you know. So I'm not really concerned about that. But – I mean, really, that all needs to be said is these guys got to start playing better. That's that's it. I mean, you know, they were a team that hit some tough shots. Randall hit some tough shots all last year that it's just not, not falling down this year. Um, it's just, you know, we talked about early on this season about how he doesn't have to hit those tough shots because he gets shot makers around him. And then it's just it, – nobody's making them. And I think it's one of those things where if somebody can get going, I think it will get everybody else going type thing. It's bizarre that they all seem to be in a funk together. But I mean, I really do feel that if somebody just gets the hot hand, it's going to get everybody feeling good and get going again. But that's the question. Who? (laughs) Uh, Who? And and, and I think think the man that Tibbs is looking for to do that is Randall because he's made comments today that he we need him to be more aggressive. He needs to score. 
We need him to get going. Um, so Julius Randle could go over 150, and Tim's wouldn't take the ball out of his hands. So right, you know, no. no so doubt. Julius is the guy. Yes. You know, and I think that's that's who he's he's going through a star. He needs to kind of set the tone, get us going. But I, I just think, you know, if Arnie can get off to a good start in a game. It would go a long way for him. We just he just needs one game to get himself going again. And I, I do think that this team can start kind of getting out of this funk. But it, it's just it's not even just so much scoring though. That's what I mean. Like there's so much that can be brought onto the table here with this discussion. Uh, and it's kind of like where do we go? Where do we kind of grab and pick? Because you know, we're talking about guys not shooting well, not scoring. But uh, the other thing is this team has been disgraceful defensively just yeah awful i mean just i mean they look like the team two three years ago defensively where nobody's playing any defense that everybody has some guy on the roster that's having a career night against us i mean guys you've never even heard of and they're hitting five six three pointers and they're wide the hell open there is nobody anywhere near them contesting the shot they're not playing defense it's just it's it's frustrating you know, they're going back to being in the half and they're giving up 60, 70 points at a half a couple of times during this stretch, you know. And, and don't get me wrong, yeah, a couple of these losses, you know, could have easily been wins. that They were able to climb themselves back into it, had some leads at some point, just, you know, fell a little bit short. But they also been climbing out of big holes and a big part of that is because of defense. You know, last year, we didn't shoot the ball well. We didn't score well. We won a lot of games, though, because we defended. We played defense. We, you know, made it ugly. We, we grinded it out. We're not doing that this year. No, just the defense is just not there. Not there at all. And we talked about it. You know, what is it, guys, you know, not quick enough on the rotation or, or, or what? And I just think right now what we're seeing is just a team that just looks completely frustrated. Well, it will look. Frustrate. I'm sure in Tibbs's perfect world, he would have liked to have run it back with Alfred Payton and Reggie Bullock. He loved those guys. He didn't want Kemba Walker. He didn't want Evan Fournier. Maybe he wanted Kemba, but he didn't want Fournier. It's not what he wanted. He right. wants guys who play defense, who are just defensive guys. He's not concerned about the other stuff. He wants that. So he's having to deal with all this shit, and he's – look, it's – I realize people are killing Julius and they're killing Fournier and they're ki they're killing Kemba, but look, Tibbs and the coaching staff had two major additions to worry about to worry about adding into the offense, and they failed with both. So, at what point do we have to hold them accountable and be like, hey, maybe they didn't do their jobs with Kemba and Fournier? Like they needed to worry about getting those guys involved, and they fucked up, right? Like, and they're just like, and they're just. Tibbs is just cursing him out and throwing his hands up. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's Tibbs. It's like, and he's benching Kemba. And all of a sudden, oh, it's Kemba's fault we started off slowly. Oh, maybe it's not Kemba's fault. Right. Maybe, maybe Kemba was just using the scapegoat. And now clearly it's not because they're still playing like shit. Yeah, and it now, made no Now what's going to be all. the next? Yeah, now the next step is obvious gonna be, obviously going to be to bench Evan. Well, we'll see if that works. I guarantee you it's not going to because Julius is still going to play like a that, selfish I, I, I don't think that's going to help. I, I, I don't. I, I think, you know, it's one of those things where he's the big offseason acquisition for us. He pays a lot of money. His ass is going to be out there. He just got to figure it out. 
I, I mean, I, I, you just he's got to figure it out. He's got to get out of this funk. And you know, for those that are like, oh, we got to trade him right now, just get rid of him right now. He's a bum. We've seen what he can do, and I still am a guy that believes that that's what we can get from him. It's not just him. That's the thing. It's not. The whole team is not playing well. I'm watching every single night, and all I see is this team bitching and moaning and crying and whining and just complaining about every little thing toward the official. And, and sometimes they're not even getting back on defense. Like, it just looks like a team that's just frustrated as hell, and they're just it, it literally – the only thing that comes to my mind is just get the hell over it and just start playing again. Like, I don't know what it is, but they just don't look like – you know, last year it was just fun, right? Everybody was having fun. Everybody was, you know, smiling. Everybody's goofing off in the press conferences after the game, you know, when they're interviewing like Randall and, you know, three other players would come around. And, you know, everything was great, grand, wonderful. And it's like now there's some, you know, adversity and it, it's – they're not responding it to – well, nobody is. There's nobody well, on this roster Last year there right was no pressure. Great. Last right. year there was no pressure, and this year there are expectations to make the playoffs. Yeah, and, and they just uh, – look, I, at this point, let's just go ahead and ask this. Is it time to panic, Chip? Are you panicking? Panicking about? Just th- that this team is going to uh, just bomb it this year. I, I mean, just not even make the playoffs. Are you oh, worried about – To miss the playoffs? I, yeah. I'm close to panic mode about that okay. for sure. Yeah. Okay. I think if they – I think they – I was hoping for a top six seed at the beginning of the year. Now I think that's gone. Yeah. Uh, I still think – I still think they'll get in the playoffs. I think they'll figure out a way in there. But, yeah, I'm still – I'm still on – right now I'm on the border of panic. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. I'm getting close. If this – if this next few stretches, if look, if they lose to the Rockets tonight, I know the Rockets have been playing better lately, but shit, you got to beat the Rockets. Them. You got to be the team that you got to be the team that's trying actively to lose. You got to beat those teams. That's been the bit we we played down to teams all year. We've we lost to teams that we should beat all single year long. And when I ask the question, am I panicking yet? No, I'm actually not. I, I'm not. I, I'm concerned. I'm frustrated. Yes, but I still believe that this team will find a way to turn it around. I, I don't know if it's just because last year was so much fun, and I might be still dreaming about how fun that was and how you know successful this season should be. I, I don't know. I just don't. I, I look at it right now as yeah, we're going through a tough stretch. A couple of weeks ago, Chip, I, I was thinking, like, we're not getting going, but I look at the standings and nobody really is getting going. That's now starting to uh, – now you got teams starting to wake up and starting playing better. So it's kind of like, okay, yeah, we're still kind of spinning our wheels. Uh, so maybe that's why it's really been the last week, week or two, that I, I, I see teams are getting going and we're kind of stuck. But I also see that – you know, we are dealing with the COVID situation right now and players in the protocol, and, and that's not an easy thing to deal with. Uh, I just think, you know, whether if it's what you said, Chip, is the expectation, the pressure, is it getting to them? They don't look they, – they all don't look comfortable out there. And it could be just as simple as we don't have a point guard still. Maybe, maybe having a, a guy that can, you know, be a floor general – 
and get this team going when they're out of out of sync, out of funk, would is desperately what they need. Maybe they need to make a move and, and figure out something and get on the phone and figure out how to improve this team. Maybe it's something just like that. But I just watch and I don't like the body language from yeah. any of them. They just this, look this frustrated. starting lineup can't be the starting lineup going forward. Yeah. No, it's not working. It's not working. And and I was concerned about Burks being put in as the starting point guard. I just didn't I didn't see anything that really warranted him being a point guard. Like off the bench, he was playing a lot in the fourth quarter and the ball was in his hands and he was scoring. But that's like one quarter. Is he going to be able to do that the entire I understood game? why they did it because I don't want them to put Rose in the starting lineup because he already I plays that, way yeah. too minutes anyway. Yeah. Way too many yeah. minutes anyway. Yeah. He, he needs to be saved. His minutes should be saved for like the second half and the fourth quarter. And he, he plays, he's been playing way too many minutes this year. Yeah. He's, and I'm, I'm concerned that he's going to break down again towards the end of the year. Like he did in the playoffs. Like when we he's really had missed him. a couple of games, he missed what two games, you know, being a little sore. Yeah. Uh, like I, I just wish, yeah, I, I don't want Rose in the starting lineup. And he likes coming off the bench, too. So, yeah. I think it's good for him to come off the bench. And the option is quickly, to move quickly into the starting lineup, which I think is now I think is probably the move if you're going to yeah, do it, something. It, he's got to change something. up. It, it, it's, it's ever since he's made – it didn't do anything to jumpstart this team. They need something. They need some kind of spark. Uh, and, and whether that's a making a move, or somebody just taking the team on their back. And, and I think Tibbs saying we need Randall to do it. I think he's looking for his guy to, to take this team on his shoulders and get us out of the funk. But I, I'm sorry. It's not that I don't think that Randall, you know, is going to be able to kind of turn it around. It's not that at all. I, I think Randall will be fine. But it's not just him that has to get out of this. I, I, I just – it's – Glaring, like we cannot win if Farnier, if R.J. Barrett, if these guys don't play consistently. Yeah, that's the other win. thing. R.J. has played like shit too. That's what I mean. Everybody is just like, oh, well, well Farnier played 29 minutes and he's 0 for 3, he's 0 for 4, uh, you know, 3 turnovers, blah, blah, blah. No, those numbers aren't good. But nobody's playing well. That's, that's the thing. It, it's I'm telling you, Chip, I just feel like, if somebody can start putting a spark onto this team and just kick them in the freaking There have been ass. nights when Obi Toppin has been the best player on the team. He's like he's, the he's ninth the man. Only guy. You know? <laughs> yeah. You know, he's been the only – some of the alley-oops, the running the floor, the dunks, things like that, the, the hustle. It's kind of like he, he, he shows up to play, and now he's out in the, in the protocols as well. I just – somebody needs to get going. I don't know who. I, I just – I don't – and honestly, I don't give a fuck who. Just somebody start showing some kind of emotion. Get this team going. No, no. Somebody, somebody under out. the age of twenty-four, or yeah. somebody over the age of twenty-four. Sorry. Yeah, you need. You, I, I just. Yeah, Randall could come out, and Randall had uh, thirty-one points in the last game. He played well. He scored well, but there was just nobody else. Burks didn't play well. Nobody's talking about that. Burks hasn't played well since been put in the starting rotation. He hasn't done anything. He hasn't done anything. You know, it's just, oh, Farnia, yeah, we got to trade him. No, I am not denying that he needs to play better. That's what I've been saying. He needs to play well. We don't have a shot in hell of getting out of this if he doesn't. Honestly, Chip, to me, if you want to use the word X factor or, or what, it's him. 
it, it, yeah, it is. We, yeah. we need him to get going. If I'm hinting around, we need somebody to get going. Let me put the name to it. We need, we need Farnier to start catching fire and, and getting us out of this. Is it difficult? Yeah. I mean, he's still trying to learn the system, get accustomed to a new team, all these things. And people don't put that in consideration. They think, bam, they jump into it. They should be good to go. Sometimes some things just take time. And yeah, he got off to a fast start, but that doesn't mean that he was, he was, uh, you know, accustomed to everything, all the changes and everything else. You know, it doesn't always just work that way. So that's why I'm saying, you know, we got to have a little bit of patience, a little bit more time with that. And I know the word patience and Nick fans don't, don't usually go together. And I mean, I don't have a lot of patience myself and my patients are running a little, little thin with them, but he's the guy that we brought in to help us out. We need him to get going. If he can't, we're, we're screwed. We're absolutely screwed. If he can't get going, I, I think Randall's going to pick it up a little bit, but we just seen that he scored 31 points and we still lost. You know, we, we need Varnier to start shooting the basket, getting 15, 18 points a night, you know, and, and then when RJ Barrett's out there on the floor, you know, yeah, against the Spurs, what he had 26, 28, the next night on a back to back, he had like four points. You, know, you can't, you can't do that. You just, you just can't do that. You, you have to. How long, yeah. How get, long are we going to be like, oh, the inconsistency is just RJ's thing. That's who he yeah. is. He's in. Well, maybe that maybe that's just who he is. Maybe he's an inconsistent player. Maybe that's right. who he's going to be his career. Yeah, I don't know, but you know, uh, it, it, I I don't know what game it was or no, it, okay, that's what it was. I was watching because Tuesday night's usually the game on TNT, which the Knicks just happened to play. Obviously, they weren't, but they were showing highlights of it, and those guys were talking about the same thing: is R.J. Barrett can play at this level where he can score 26, but then he'll have a night. The next night he scores like eight points. You can't do that. Like you need to consistently be around that 18, 20 point, you know, mark at this point. We, we, we just need somebody to start showing some consistency on this team, but it's more than just the scoring collectively. They got to start playing defense. They, it just, nobody's rotating. Nobody's flying around. Nobody is getting up on the ball and pressuring it. And I am sick and tired of watching guys you have never heard of have a career freaking night. Well, a lot of that also has to do with the fact that Mitch doesn't look like Mitch right now. No, no. And whether, you know what, if, the, if there's a deal that can be made. Mitch is gone. Yeah, Mitch is gone. He, I don't think he, he acted like he doesn't want to be here anymore anyway. Yeah, I just weird it, Instagram posts and shit. Whatever. I mean, it's. Well, whatever. Like they him. didn't want to pay him. So I, I guess right. I don't blame him. He's like, fuck you. Don't fuck you. Don't pay me. Fuck you. <laughs> well, you know, if that's his, attitude, you're not on the floor enough. You know, you know, you're, you're limited offensively other than jumping and dunking. Um, I like him, but I, I, something's got to be done. And whether if there's a deal that's got to be made. Well, Miles Turner is the deal. Yeah. That it looks like Mitch for Miles Turner. Although I'm not sure that's enough. No. No, they're going to want something else with it, and that's where you got to make a decision. Is it worth it, or does it hurt us in the long run? But it, it's, it's going to be one of two things. It's either A, somebody on this team will, and I say somebody, Barnier gets going, and we'll start turning this around, or B, we're going to be in this little funk and they have to make a move at some sorts or, or, or we're just a sinking ship. 
uh, next couple of weeks, this stretch right here of winnable games as we're talking about will tell us a little bit more. Uh, you know, and yeah, we got to get guys back. We got to get them healthy over the list. Um, there, there's that that plays a role into it as well. But this next couple of weeks is an important stretch of basketball for us. And it, it will tell us a lot more of what we have to do uh, m- moving forward. But one thing for sure is tonight, again, as you mentioned, Chip, we, we got to take care of business. We can't lose to the Rockets. I, I, I think the Knicks are like a five-point favorite in the game. They're expected to win. We've seen it this year where they played down to competition and ended up losing a game. You, you got to have it. You got to stop the bleeding. You lost four straight. You lost seven out of eight. This ain't the team to drop another one to. If you do, it's just like, what the hell? I mean, and yeah, we got a game, you know, as you mentioned with the Celtics. Celtics are not playing that great either, but it's not like it's going to be a close game, you know, just like it was on opening night. It's not a guarantee win in any sense, especially how bad as we've been playing. But this is an important stretch of games, and it starts tonight with the Rockets. You can't lose it. You can't lose it. You got to get going, and you need to. Not, I'm not talking about just win, Chip. I, I'm not saying just hey, yeah, eke out like a four or five point win. You need to have one of those freaking laughers where you just take it to them. I, I don't know if that's gonna happen. Guys being out and all that, I have no clue. But that's what the Knicks need right now. Just one of those damn games where they can start feeling good about themselves because even the win against the Spurs. I don't think they played that. I great. forgot that it even happened. That's how that's yeah. how meaningless it was. They didn't. They didn't play that great. I mean, they had runs in that game that helped them kind of give them some breathing room. But other than that, they allowed them to hang around the whole time, and and they struggled at times in that game. So it wasn't like a dominating, convincing win. You know, it it, it was just finally we got one. And then they haven't won since then, obviously. We, we need to have one of those games that we just put everything together. They just – they need it. They need it for their confidence. They need it to start feeling good about themselves. This is the kind of game that you can do it against a team that's, as you pointed out, Chip, they're trying to lose. You got to have it tonight. Uh, you know, and then moving forward, you know, I, as you said as well, we already had Tibbs make one change. You'll probably not see him make another one, but this starting lineup ain't working. It, it, it is working. You need somebody that's going to get you in your offense and get it going. And, and I don't want it to be Rose either. I agree with you. I think him off the bench is, is much needed. Because um, if you put him in that starting lineup, then I think that it hurts the second unit that's been so great for us this year. So it, it's the starters got to figure it out. The team as collectively have to figure out how to defend and just start stringing together stops and, and just not leaving shooters wide open, uncontested. It's a mess right now. It's not fun. Um, hopefully tonight we can kind of get back on, on the right path and, and start playing ball again. But it, it's not been fun. You know, it's it's watching every game again. Yeah, it does have those feels of we had a great season and, oh, my God. And is it in the back of my mind, you know, what some have said about were the Knicks just lucky last year? You know, did they just kind of just – it was – it is what it is type thing. And some have predicted that. And some have predicted this team to kind of be the team that is expected because it came out of nowhere. And up to this point, it certainly has looked that way. I still have faith that it's not that. I'm still not 
completely panicking yet. I'm concerned. I know you're close to it, Chip, as you said. Yeah. I, I'm concerned. Um, but, yes, that is in the back of my mind. Is Did we just get lucky last year? A little, like, yeah. You know, are, 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 are we? It was a weird year. Yeah. I just, you know, new teams are going to be better, yes. You know, and maybe some teams are overachieving a little bit early on to this point. But, uh, you know, and other things to kind of look at is at this point last year, the Knicks weren't that great either. Uh, they were kind of hanging around 500. Obviously, we're like four games below 500 right now. But, you know, we kind of were hanging around, you know, that 17 and 17 mark, you know, around there. Uh, it wasn't until around the All-Star break that they started, you know, really going on a run and playing well. Um, you know, they made some moves last year, right? They bring in Rose. They do things to add the team. Uh, and, and that kind of got them going in the right direction. And every year, obviously, you're going to have to do something else. So maybe that's what, what needs to be done. I'm sure the front office is looking into that. But it's that time or getting close to that time that I want to see this team start turning the corner. You know, as I said a couple of weeks ago, it seemed like everybody was kind of spinning their wheels. Nobody really was getting going. Now you got teams starting to get going and creating some separation. Yeah. Uh, it, it, we got to get it going tonight. That's just – Yeah. That's where it's at for me, Chip. You know, yeah, and, the Knicks are going backwards. You know, if, if – and I said it as, you know, and I keep hinting around, like I said, so I put a name on it. I, I think Farnier has to get going for us to, to start pulling us out of this hole that we're in. Um, you know, it, is there somebody in your mind, you know, and I think you would agree with me, obviously, that, that Farnier has to, has to start playing better. Um, you mentioned R.J. Barrett as well with it, but, you know, who, who is it at this point? You know, somebody else, another name, whether off the bench or the starter, that you're looking to start giving a little bit more production to kind of help us out, create a little bit spark with this team? Or is it coaching? that they got to start making some damn adjustments. I mean, I think Tibbs needs to – I mean, I wouldn't I, – I think he needs to make another change to the starting lineup. Yeah. I do think he needs to do that. I agree. But I 100% agree. I'm trying to think out of Fournier, RJ, and, and Randall. I, I, I mean, we've talked so much about, about Fournier – but I do think – I think he's the guy who needs to step up the most and play better the most just because yeah. he's, he's the new guy. And he just – he needs to start making his open shots and playing like himself. Right. And it's just he – ha he needs to be the player that he has been his entire career. Now, let me ask you about him here because you, you have covered him. You watched him a lot. You know so much about him. You know, I I don't know as much about him a, as you, but when I've seen him in the past, again, I think he's somebody that can score by not just shooting a three ball. You can put it on the deck. He can finish around the rim. But you say something's off. You've seen a lot more of him than I have. What is it? What do you what do you not see from him that you typically see? This is you're a big fan of him. You wanted him in New York. Yeah. Uh, you know what what do you see? that he's just not doing right now, you his know, body, more so just pressing maybe his body language is mm -hmm. different. Like he he's, he's usually, uh, I don't know. He, he's not like fight. He's not like Patrick Beverly on the court or anything, but he's typically pretty fired up when he's out there. 
hasn't been like that at all this year, yeah. except the Celtics game. Um, yeah, just he's a guy. If you look at like his his magic highlights and stuff, like he always was cutting and moving without the ball, and uh, had I mentioned earlier had a great two man game with Vooch that I thought would translate with Randall where. And I thought maybe that would work out with uh, with Mitch, where Mitch would literally just be able to turn around and because he can't pass, would just be able to turn around and outstretch his arms and hand the ball off to Fournier, and that would be an assist. And it would help if Fournier would make the shot. That would <laughs> that, that would add, that, that would make it an assist. So that is taken away from a lot of assists, but. No, I, I miss – like, he obviously he can't be the player he has been his entire career. He can't do – and I think getting used to a different role has really been a shock for him because he's always – and he's talked about this publicly. He's always been able to shoot himself out of a slump in Orlando. Like, if he went 0 for 4 to start a game, whatever, he knew he was going to be in there to end the game anyway because he was the second-best player on a team, third-best player right. on a team, whatever. In New York, if he's – I don't know if he's two for seven, one for eight, whatever. He's not going to be in there in the fourth quarter. And he that's something that he hasn't been used to in a long time. See, that's and, where it sounds mental to me, right? Like when, when he goes, God, I'm one for five. I'm not going to finish this game, right? Like when you start thinking that, because that's what happens. You go, God, I'm just a one for six or two for seven. I might not be out there. That's, that's what's probably going through his head. And he's well, probably I don't, thinking. I don't know if it's going through his head, but it's a different situation than he's been in in a very long time. Yeah. And when he's he's just been in – look, he's a very streaky – I talked about this with, with uh, Macri on, and Andrew Claudio on Nick's Film School. Like, he's a very streaky player. And he, when he gets hot, he's, ama- he's an awesome player to watch when he gets hot. And then when he's cold, he gets really cold. But – this is a different level, obviously. Right. Like, he's, he's a much better player than this. Much yeah. better player than this. I agree. And I agree. There has to be some level of, of mental with this. But the, the Knicks fans who are on there like, oh, Evan Fournier can't handle MSG. He played in the fucking Olympics. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. All right? He can't handle MSG. He's fine. He'll – look, I understand he's like the, the whipping boy right now or whatever, but – Go fuck yourselves with that shit. Like, he, look, he's a really good player. And I understand Knicks fans need someone to blame all the time. And right now it's Evan Fournier. But I'm not ready to give up on the guy yet. Okay? No, I'm I know. nowhere near that. Yeah, I'm nowhere yeah. near that. I, look, I, Frustrated I, with him, yeah. But no, yeah. no, not to the point of, oh, God, this is a disaster. We failed. No, it, it's – no, that's just not it. It's not it. I, the guy can play – for whatever reason, it's not working, but he's not the only one. He's not the only one. That, that could be said for a lot of players on this roster. Yeah. I'm frustrated with his, well. his effort on defense is, is yes. shocking to me because he's, he was never that guy. In, again, in Orlando, he was never that guy. Like, he never, like, just took – like, was just lazy on defense all the time and shit. Yeah. And, I mean, the last game, there was a breakdown defensively. He never moved. He never moved. No, it was weird. And just stared it down. And, I mean, again, it's everybody's posting pictures of it, of this is what he's doing. 
where was the ball covered? Where, I mean, where was the the backside help? Like, yes, he has to rotate. Yes, you don't just let somebody walk into the ba- the basket. But there's a lot more things that kind of go on in that play that nobody's talking about. It's not no. just him. That's the thing. It's not just him. It's frustrating. No, I get Nick's it. Twitter needs their scapegoat. Yeah, yeah, and they have it with Fournier. Whatever. And that's the thing is why why not just we're not the whole team ain't playing well. The whole team. You could point out so many mistakes from everybody. You, you know, it's you got those that just didn't like him from the beginning, and they're eating this a lot. They're loving the fact that mm. he's struggling, and and they're running with it as I'm right. I was right. We we should have spent our money on this guy or this Even guy. Even if he was playing well, there would have been people who complained somehow. Exactly. You know, it, so it's it's a lot of finger pointing. It's a lot of blaming right now. And that's just kind of what happens when you're losing, right? You know what the cure is for that? Just win. Winning fix everything. This team's got to find a way to get a freaking win. And not just one win. Start stringing together some fucking wins. I mean, one win. I get a win against the Rockets tonight. Is much needed. You can breathe a little bit easier that you if you can win tonight. But is it enough? No. Uh-uh. We got we got to start winning, as you said. The next three games, we at least need to take two out of three. Beating Absolutely. the Celtics in Boston would mean something. That would be nice. That would yeah. be nice. And yeah, it's possible we. You know, obviously the way we're playing, can't take anything for granted right now. But I mean, if they play like the team that we expect them to be, these next three games could be wins for them. Fournier hitting Fournier hitting like four or five threes in Boston. Maybe that's what he needs. Stamping on that stupid fucking Shamrock logo maybe, like Kyrie Irving did. Maybe that's yeah. what he needs. Maybe maybe yeah. you know sometimes players go through things like that when they return to a former team, uh, and that kind of gets them going. Sometimes you just need something to kind of put a foot in your ass. It, it, the whole team needs it. It's not just him. Yes, we need him to play better. I, I've said it a million one times in this podcast. We can't be successful with him playing like he is right now there's just no way in hell but it's the whole team just needs to play better the the coaching staff has to make adjustments better it it's it's a collective thing the or the front office needs to start looking at how could they can improve this team and fix some weaknesses because there are some weaknesses here um they're looking at the pacers apparently for that start yeah and i'm sure they're on the phone trying to work things out and that would be a big big thing for us um, you know, if we're able to make something work. Um, and that's, uh, I mean, really for me, Chip, that's where we got to leave it at. We, we need a win. We need to start stringing together wins. And quite frankly, we can stop the finger pointing because they're all playing like shit. That's it. I mean, that's I, I, the easy thing to do is, is to blame one, one guy or, or, you know, really Randall's getting it as well. And Randall is, the best player and definitely needs to pick it up and play more consistently himself. But that's what we keep saying. Like we keep going in. Well, what about this guy? He's not doing this. He's not doing that. That That's when you just got to stop and go. The whole team needs to get going. They got to figure it out. It's just as simple as that. And that's where I'll leave it at chip. Do you have any more uh, closing thoughts? I think you said it perfectly right there. Yeah. We all, yeah. everybody needs to play better. Yep. And more. And I like the tips is, Obviously, his hand was forced, but let's see more of the kids. Let's see more Grimes. Let's see. We didn't mention Deuce. We, let's see more Deuce yeah. McBride. I like what I saw from him. Yep. Let's see more of those guys. Absolutely. So we'll wrap it up. We'll be back soon with another episode of the Next Day to Mind podcast. Hopefully, we're talking about some Nick wins. Thanks for listening.